pray. Father, we ask that you bless us, even with these few moments that we have in this place. Let the entrance of your word bring light to everyone under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter number 18. Luke chapter number 18. And we are going to read the first eight verses. And then we will jump to read Luke chapter number 11 from verse 5 all the way to 13. Luke chapter number 18. Bible says that then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not to lose heart, saying... There was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me, for my adversary. And he would not for a while, but after he said to himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest she, by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. And nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith on earth? Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter number 11, from verse number 5, Bible says, And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight? And say to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give, give it to you. I say to you, when he will not rise and give to him, because he is a friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many loaves as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. If a Son, ask for a bread from any father among you. Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of will he give a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer a scorpion? If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Hallelujah. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Thanks be to God. We want to start looking at the subject called persistence. Somebody say persistence. Persistence. Now, I'm going to give a, a, a definition of persistence, but before I do, I want you to understand something, that the church is very good at preaching about holiness. We are, we are very good about preaching on 
spiritual things, anointing, grace, uh, and all those type of things. The church is very, very good at preaching morality, preaching all those type of things because they are spiritual things. And those, that, those places are our strength. But the place that the church is not good at is preaching on subjects like persistence and perseverance. That is why the people of God don't achieve as much as the people of the world. Am I making sense? Because the people of the world know about perseverance. They know about persistence. They know how to search, how to have a a, a vision, how to have a plan, how to fight for what they want. Unfortunately, we have become like sissies. When I say sissies, do you know what I mean? Jelly, jelly bellies. We know how to do things in parts. But when we meet opposition, we just shrivel. When we meet hurdles, we just don't know what to do. As a church, as people, when we meet difficulty all the time, we, we, we don't know how to uh, circumvent troubles and hurdles. You know, I was, I was, I was saying to my, my wife about a, a, f- a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was saying to my wife that I want to change the topic, the, the, this, this month's topic because I realized that it, uh, we are moving into July and traditionally in this church, July is our month of evangelism where we dress down, we look like the people in the street, where we are supposed to bring people every Sunday. You're supposed to invite somebody to come to church who is dressed like you and looks like you. And they come to meet a pastor who dresses like everybody else and everything's fine. So I wanted to change it, and I was thinking about it. And the Lord impressed on me that we don't, I don't need to change it. I don't need to change the topic. This is what I want you to talk about this whole month to talk about persistence, because that is what my children need to hear. Am I making sense? He said to them, he said to me that my people, Hosea chapter 4 verse 7, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. Because you reject knowledge, I reject you from being priests before me. Because you have forgotten my law, I will also forget your children. You know, I was thinking about this particular verse and I was wondering, what have the children done? It was not the children who rejected knowledge. It was not the children who rejected God. It was the fathers. Say, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But then the Lord explained to me that it is because the fathers or the the parents are supposed to teach the children. If you don't know, what do you teach? You teach what you don't know. So the one who doesn't know will teach nothing. Am I making sense? So the reason why the children are also rejected is because because you don't know, you don't teach your children the right things, and therefore they are going to be rejected because they don't know. And the Lord was impressing upon me that because the church doesn't talk about some of these things, perseverance, persistence, the church don't know anything about those type of things. We know about holiness. We know about sanctification. We know about uh, spiritual matters. We know about those things. But we are very shallow and very, very weak when it comes to things like tenacity, endurance, perseverance, persistence, 
having a hard forehead. We don't have that. Am I making sense? We crumble easily. That is how come our, our marriages are being destroyed and we are divorcing just like the world. Because the, the church teaches about holiness, but the church doesn't teach about endurance. We don't know how to endure hardness. How to endure hard marriage. How to be in a marriage with a loveless wife. Uh, the place has gone quiet already. I haven't even started preaching. I'm only trying to introduce the topic. Hallelujah. <coughs> I, had, I had a story. <coughs> I had a story about a pastor. Sorry. I had a story about a pastor. And this pastor was in a very loveless marriage. Great pastor in, the, for, in a great church. The wife was... You know that there are some people who is, you can't love. They are not easy to love. Nothing the man did was ever good. The man was the most, the loneliest person, the most depressed man, and he was telling his friend, who is also a pastor, that I want to leave this marriage. I am on my last legs. The only reason why I'm not leaving this marriage is because I know that when I divorce my wife, it will affect my church. So they kept, he kept contemplating with his friend whether to leave the marriage or not. And the friend said that, a friend who is also a bishop, the one who, is, who was telling the story was saying that, listen, I know what the word of God says. I am a bishop just like you and everything. But if I'm going through half as much as you are going through, I think I will leave. If it were me, I would leave the marriage. I don't know about you, but if it were me, I would leave the marriage. So they, they talked about it and they concluded that, that he has to leave the marriage. So he, he said he traveled. When he came back after a month, he was expecting to hear that they are separated and it's like they are processing divorce. When he came, he realized that the man was still in the house. The wife can leave with different men go for a few days and come. There were people coming to the house. Sometimes he come home and it's like a, there's, a, there's a stranger in his, in his home in his, eating his food. It's like all sorts of things were happening. Then one day, the wife fell ill. She had a terminal disease, which meant that she could not move her hands. She could not do anything. She was like bedridden. She couldn't move. She was paralyzed. And this man will bathe the wife, clean the wife, take the wife out on a stroll in a wheelchair, do everything for the wife. And it went on for years. Then eventually the wife died. And he said, when the funeral came and the man was, the friend who was sitting by him, consoling him as they were doing the funeral service, he saw how his friend was crying and brokenhearted. And he felt that it should have been a time of freedom, a time of liberation, a time where all his troubles are over. A time of independence. But yet, he thought his friend was broken, sad, crying from his belly. 
And he could not understand. But later on, he realized that love is as strong as death. And he realized that he didn't understand what marriage was. He was married for years, but he didn't understand what marriage meant and what for better, for worse meant. Till he saw his friend go through the worst and stick it out till the end. Then he realized that when you take marriage vows, it is not as, just as something we just say, but there is meaning to it. Hallelujah. There is meaning to it. The reason why the church of God is very, very soft is because we don't understand some of these things. Hallelujah. We do not understand some of these things. Let me give you my definition before I give you a dictionary definition of persistence. My definition of persistence is a consistent insistence that you will have what you are going after. No matter the challenge. Write it down. Persistent insistence that you will have what you are going for no matter the challenge. Come rain, come sunshine, come high water, or anything else. You insist that I, until I see it happen, I am not going to give, it up, give up. They never say die attitude. Pastor Sam, don't even start. The dictionary says, persistence is the fact of continuing in an opinion or a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. The dictionary meaning is, persistence is the fact of continuing in an opinion or a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Amen. In uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, the Bible says that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent takes it by force. Hallelujah. Give me, give me the message, the message, uh, the uh, Bible of this, the message. From long time now, people have tried to force themselves into, no, 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 I don't like that one. Give me the new American standard, if you have it, new American standard version. I'm looking for the version that says, there's a version that says that from the days of John the Baptist until now, Anything in the kingdom is acquired by force. Anything that we are going to acquire in the kingdom of God as Christians will have to be done by force. Amen. The reason why most of us are becoming defeated Christians is because we don't know that the principle of the kingdom is the principle of insistence and persistence. Hallelujah. It is not the principle of you just ask and you are given. You pray and you just get it. 
Hallelujah. You will see that both scriptures we have read, both scriptures we have read, Jesus used these uh, two scriptures in two different occasions to teach on prayer. In Luke chapter 18, he says that he taught a parable in this vein that men always ought to preach, pray, and not to faint, isn't it? And after that, he decided to take the, the, the story of the widow. The widow, in, the, in those days, women were not allowed to work. Can I calm down? Is that okay? In those days, women were not allowed to work. And, uh, and so, they depended on their husbands for economic sustenance. So, when a woman loses the husband, she hasn't only lost her spouse, but she has lost her livelihood. Because the, the culture was such that if the man has family, the family or the men in the family feel entitled to take the property that belongs to the man. So, they will come and get rid of the, the woman and take the property that belongs to the man and then the woman becomes a needy person. Are, are you getting it? So when this widow went to the, 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 the judge, he said to the judge that vindicate me because of my adversary. Vindicate me. Help me. Talk for me. I mean, see, my husband and I have worked for all that we have. And my adversary or my husband's brother and, and uh, family members have come and they want, they want to take the, the livelihood. They want to take the houses and the business that we have built. They want to take it away from us. And the Bible says that, and he would not. The judge would not listen. And then the woman kept going to the judge. The woman would, uh, the judge will not. And at the point, the, the judge says that, though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet I feel like vindicating this woman because she's wearing me out. She's not stopping. She doesn't understand I won't. She doesn't understand no. She won't take no for an answer. She will never give up. She will never give in. She is persevering. She is persistent. We don't know how to tire the devil. That is why we don't have the blessings that we need. We don't know how to wear the devil out. Because the devil needs to be tired before you and I are tired. The system needs to be tired before you are tired. You've been applying for jobs, and every time you get on this occasion, we are sorry to announce to you that unfortunately you have been unsuccessful at this uh, uh, application. Please, uh, uh, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Then you get one of such letters. Then you get another of such letters. Then you get another of such letters. After a while, you don't feel like sending your CVs out anymore. But you are still a Christian. You are still believing God. You are still praying. But you have resigned in your mind. 
Because perseverance and persistence has not worked for you. Am I making sense? Then the woman, the man says that though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet this woman, there is something about this woman. She will never give up. She will never give in. I am tired. Every morning the man is going to uh, the court. As soon as he opens his door, who is the first person he sees? This woman. Then he tells the woman, go away. Then the woman says, okay, go, I'll go. Then she will come again. Lunch time, when he's coming, he's going out for lunch. As soon as she opens the door, who does she see? The woman. After lunch, when she's coming back to the court, who does she see? The woman. Hallelujah. In the night, he's gone out with his wife. They are, they've gone to watch a movie. They are coming home. It is evening. Everybody was quiet. Everybody's gone home. Who does he see? The woman. There was a guy when we were growing up in school. He was very lanky, very smallish guy. But he was the most feared guy in the school. Nobody wanted to mess. I went to a boys' school. And uh, for the boys' school, might is right. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? If you are strong, then you are right. If you are not strong, you are wrong. And this particular boy, he liked trouble. He liked trouble. He enjoyed trouble. He liked causing trouble. And, and you see, he will come and annoy you. And you feel like slapping him or something. Because really, if they comes and fight you, as soon as you slap him one, two, the fight is over. He's, he's beaten, he understands. But you have started a war that you are not prepared for. In the night, he'll wait. Midnight, you are asleep. Then he'll come from nowhere and then hit you in your sleep. Bam! Then you get up, you fight, you beat him. No problem, he's gone. In the morning, you go into the showers. You are showering. He comes from nowhere. Pam! We have soap on yourself. You are trying to fight. You are falling down and you are fighting. You beat him, you go. You've gone to lectures, you've gone, you're studying. He will come from nowhere. They slap you, pam, you fight. The teachers will punish both of you. He will do his punishment, he doesn't mind. You know, Saturday you have visitors. Maybe your parents have come to visit. Or your girlfriend has come to visit. You are trying to put on your best behavior. He comes from nowhere, he doesn't mind. He starts the fight right there. He got to a point when you're not, you just say, oh, so sorry. So, it's okay, it's okay. Because it's better to, to lose once to him than to start a fight that you don't know. For three months, you'll be fighting the whole term. This is how we need to address Satan. Oh, I said, this is how we need to address Satan. Because he started that one fight. We are not going to give him any sleep. We are not going to relent. We are going to just pass every morning he wakes up, we are there. Until the time that he says. Because you see, 
the Bible says that the devil, First Peter 5, it says that the devil is as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Which means that it's not everybody. He takes his nonsense too. There are some people, he, he omits them. There are some people he may devour. I want you to be one of those people that he doesn't take his nonsense to. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said, I want you to be one of those people he doesn't bring his nonsense to because he knows that when he starts the fight, it's just like with that boy. Sometimes you'll be walking in town. You know, and, and the school I went to were known, were known for being smart, well-dressed when we are going to town and well-behaved. I mean, the school I went to, it's a very, very prestigious school. You know, so when, 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 you are going, when you are in town, you know, sometimes we wear white shirt, you know, uh, um, uh, blue trousers, white shirt, or sometimes white shirt, white trousers. You are walking in town. This guy will push you into the gutter. And then you get up. You start a fight. You beat him. But your hope, your body is full of dust. And then he's, he's fine. He, with all the beatings you have given him, he's going. So sometimes you see grown, big guys, they'll be hiding. Whether the guy is coming. Because you know where he's coming from. Hallelujah. Satan has to hide when he sees you. Because this guy is a crazy guy. That boy was a crazy boy. It was later that we realized that he had a mental problem. We didn't know, but he had a mental problem. Because, I don't think you understand. It's not like one fight. A day he can fight with you about 15 times. Any opportunity. Not unless he doesn't see you. When he sees you, the fight starts. And he is fine. You beat him. He knows you beat him, and he hasn't got a problem with that. But do you have the problem to keep fighting? He asked for the, he's interested in the war, not the battles. That's what the battles he'll give you. And sometimes you'll be eating. He'll come from nowhere, kick the food, and then starts a fight with you. We're all afraid of him. No, he's a very lanky boy. Very, very small. You see him coming like that, but he's troublesome. The character that boy had was persistence. He didn't understand no. He was not ready to take no for an answer. You know, sometimes you go and you, people go, they bring, uh, what do you call it, like milk and, uh, uh, you know, like, okay, you take this, let's settle. No, 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 I'm not interested in settling. <laughs> I'm not interested in settling this fight. We don't want to settle. We have to go on. Hallelujah. Are we, are we prepared to stand against the devil? Are we prepared to be persistent so that he, he, he's afraid of us? I mean, the thing that sometimes he does that really annoys is that during assembly, all the teachers are there. Everybody is there. He come and start the fight. Both of you are going to get punished. Sometimes you are punished. You are supposed to weed the whole field. He doesn't mind. Even in the wedding, there will be fights. Hallelujah. But persistent. 
I don't know where he is today. But wherever he is, one thing I know about, uh, that he, he will do in life is that wherever he is, he'll be successful at whatever. If he becomes a criminal, he'll become a very successful criminal. <laughs> if he becomes a, a lawyer or a doctor, he'll be very successful. Whatever he, he does, I don't know where he is in the world, but whatever he does, I'm sure he'll be very successful. Because the guy knew how to fight. He was not so strong. But he knew how to fight. And he doesn't fight fair. Sometimes you'll be this way. He'll come from the back. Give your stomach a blow. Start the fight from the back. He knows that his first shot is the best shot. Because after that, <laughs> that's it. He's done. <laughs> So he makes sure that the first one is a real one. He doesn't miss with the first one. Whether you are sleeping, whether you are sick, he doesn't care. Because it's three months. He's coming at you. Unless we go home and come back, then you have a break, then he forgets, then he picks, up, he picks on somebody else, then that's it. Hallelujah. I'm not talking to somebody. Persistence. Somebody say Persistence. Or say like you mean it, persistence. persistence. Hallelujah. Whatever you are born to do in this life, you will not be given it on a silver platter. Whatever you are born to do, nobody will give it to you on a silver plate. You have to fight for it. Someone say, I'll fight for it. No, anything that is worth having is worth fighting for. And you need to fight for it. Hallelujah. You see, whatever you want, life says that what you want, I've got it. Do you have the guts to come for it? Or are you a wimp to let me keep it? You want to start a business? The blessings, the prosperity of every business is 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 something that is there. Life says, I have it. But have you got the guts to come for it? Hallelujah. I want to take my time and introduce the topic. Because it's something that we don't preach on in the church very often. The reason why church people, we are not very wealthy. We are not very uh, successful like the wealth and the world people, is because we don't know how to be tenacious. We, are not, we don't have tenacity. We don't know how to endure. We don't know how to keep trying the same thing over and over again, even though we are failing in it. Somebody said that the first step to success is failure. And I believe it. Did you hear what I said? The first step to success is what? It's failure. Anybody who has ever succeeded in anything in life has failed in that same thing before. But the only difference is that he did not stop at the fail. He found a new way to do it. You go and write an exam and you fail. Say, ah, for this exam, I won't do it again. You went to school. They said, oh, you got uh, F. You did not pass. That's it. You give up. No. No. Don't change the course. Don't do another course. That is the same course. Find another way to do it. There's a war 
between you and your blessing. If you can't jump the wall, make a hole. If you can't make a hole, tunnel through underneath. If you can't tunnel through underneath, blow it up. Hallelujah. Once I, we drove through a place. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was. But it was about a tunnel of about five miles through a rock or through a mountain. Five miles through. Because the mountain is big. Was it Spain? I'm trying to remember. Was it Spain? So one place like that. And it's like a big, huge mountain. But then they had made a tunnel from one end to the other. When you see that tunnel, it's like there's no way anybody can go over it. Like, have you seen this guy trying to go over it? Because it's a huge mountain. And it goes, I mean, the whole thing goes, spends five miles. So you can imagine from the top all the way. It goes all the way and it ends five miles later. So it's a huge mountain. But then some people came. And they say, we cannot fly over this mountain. We cannot go around this mountain. We cannot break the mountain. But this is what we are going to do. We are going to make a hole through the mountain so that we pass through it. Because the mountain is separates one destination to the other. The place where you're starting to the place of your destination. You have to go through that mountain. So find a way. Somebody say, I'll find a way. Or say it like you mean it, I'll find a way. If they will not allow me to jump it, I will borrow a tunnel. Have you seen it? I will borrow a tunnel through it. I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. I'll make a way in the desert. I'll make a way through the hole. Whatever it is, I will make my way through it. Hallelujah. It's a good place to put your hands together. Whatever it takes, I am prepared to break that mountain. This is how life is. Life is like that. It's like a mountain of impossibility. It's a mountain of challenges. Life is a mountain that always confronts you. Confronts to challenge your, what you say you believe in. It challenges what you say you, 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 you have faith in. Life challenges you. Are you prepared to go through it? Hallelujah. Bible said they that know their God will be strong and do exploits. The exploits here is you are burrowing through a tunnel. It is not easy to burrow through a, a rock like this. But if you know who you are and you know what you are made of and you know what you are worth, you will find a way. Somebody say, I will find a way. Or say it like you mean it, I will find a way. Yeah. Find a way. Don't be too quick to give up. We are too quick to give up. Hallelujah. We are too quick. You know, when Jesus was teaching in the, the second, uh, uh, that's uh, Luke chapter 11, he says that Peter asked Jesus, you know, the scripture starts with Jesus teaching them how to pray. When you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven and all that. And then he says that, then Peter asked, 
is it that we should always pray for our daily bread? Then he says to Peter, which of you, when you are asleep in your house, or you have a friend who has a lot of food, a lot of, and then you have a friend who just comes to visit, and he comes in the middle of the night, and you go to the kitchen and realize that you don't have anything for the person to eat. But you know that your neighbor, who is the shop owner, has food. So you go to him and say, friend, you knock on the door. Friend, can you open the door and give me three loaves of bread? I have a friend who has traveled from a far country and I need to give him food to eat. He said, don't bother me. My, my house is closed. My kitchen is closed. Everywhere is closed. It, 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 I can't do it. My children are in bed with me. And he goes, friends, open the door. I need some loaves. I said, listen, go away. I don't have any loaves to give you. It's too late in the night. Come tomorrow morning. Friend, I need some loaves. Open the door. Say, no, go away. My children are asleep. My wife is asleep. We are in bed. Don't worry me. Say, friend, open the door. I need, ah. So open the door. So you know, friend, I need some loaves. He said, the boy said, you get fed up. And you open the door. He said, how many loaves do you want? How many loaves do you want? Here, 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 here. Take, 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 take. Take and leave me alone. Get six, get seven. Go away. Don't wake the whole neighborhood because of loaves. Don't come here again. Jesus is saying that, do you think that the man woke up to give him because he was a friend? No. I tell you, he did that because of the, the, the original King James said that he did that because of importunity. The importunity is the reverse of opportunity. Hallelujah. Opportunity was not there, but he created his own opportunity. He made it because of his importunity. Have you seen it? He says that his, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he wants. Not only three loaves, but if you want ten, I'll give it to you. Because you are disturbing me. Go. As many as I need. Hallelujah. And then he went on to say that. So, ask. Christians, we are very good at asking. We don't have a problem with asking. Shall we fast and pray? We are fasting and praying right now. Asking, Lord, give us. Lord, give us. We are very good at asking. No problem. But Jesus is saying that graduate from asking to seeking. Someone say seeking. The word to seek is, I was looking at uh, the the. Greek and Hebrew dictionary. And I realized seek ha, has two words. Uh, Baresh and Kadesh. Baresh means to continually and persistently search. It's a present continuous. It is not a one-time thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you say seek, it is seeking. The English says seek. That's a one time. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Seek, it means search. But it's giving you a period to do that. But in the original language that this Bible was written, in the Hebrew, sorry, in the Greek, it is not seek as a one-time thing. But he's saying that continually search. Search like you haven't prayed. This is Jesus giving us the method of prayer. He says that after you finish praying, search and keep searching until you get it. Which is what we Christians don't do. We do very well praying for it. But we don't do well seeking. Did did you see that? It was, go back to verse 1. Go back to verse 1. Let me show you something. You see that it was prayer he was talking about. The whole thing, when you're reading the Bible, try and read it in, in context. And he told them a parable to this end, that men always ought. No, 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 no. 11, 11. Look 11. You see that it was when he was teaching them about the Lord's prayer. So he was teaching them about prayer. It starts from five, isn't it? Go on, quickly. One, one. And it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when the disciples, he had seized, the disciples came unto him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray, as John taught his disciples. So that's the genesis of the, some, what we are talking about. He says that when you pray, say, our father, then he goes on and on and on and on. Then he goes on to talk about this man with his loaves. Then he goes on to say that, therefore, ask. So he's still talking about prayer. When you are praying, ask for it. But as soon as you finish asking, seek. Hallelujah. You are praying for a husband. You have done well praying for a husband. But don't sit down after you pray for the husband. And expect the husband to come from nowhere. And come and say, hi, Cinderella. I've been looking for you. Here's your lost shoe. I brought it. No. Uh, Pastor, are you saying that I should go and be looking for men? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. That's why you need to buy the book. (laughs) Buy this book. It It will show you how to how to make yourself seekable. How to make yourself findable. You see, Esther was placed in a place where Boaz couldn't miss her. Sorry, Ruth. Ruth was placed in a place where Boaz couldn't miss her. She found herself in that place. It it looks like an accident, but I tell you what, it wasn't an accident. So, sister, say amen. Oh, sisters, are you here? Hey. If you're here, say yeah. Okay, stand up. All the single women, stand up in this place. Stand, 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 stand. I say stand. When I say amen, you didn't say amen. So stand, stand quickly. Hey. Stand. If you are not married and you are here, stand. Stand to your feet. All the sisters who are not married, stand to your feet. Every sister who is not married, stand to your feet. Let me tell you something. Are you listening to me? Let me tell you something. I don't expect you to go and look for a man and say, hi, I'll buy you everything. Just come and be with me. No, that's a curse. 
Are, are you listening to what I'm saying? But you can make yourself the person that will be found. Through wisdom is a house built. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Through wisdom. So in this book, I teach you how to make yourself findable. Am I making sense? Who wants this book? Agnes. You may be seated. She was the first to stand. That's why I gave it to her. The rest of you are trying to do some things. Do some shakara that I don't understand. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I say hallelujah. Uh, you made a stand and you gave only one person a book. You can buy it after church is here. Uh, you can see See, okay, gee, yeah, you can have it. Hallelujah. See, Jesus was making the point about how to get what you are praying for. After you have prayed for the job, go seeking for the job until you get it. No, you seek small and stop. Seek means what? Continuously looking continuously searching, continuously working. Get up in the morning like you have the job. Go to where the people who have the job go to. Dress like the people who, have got, who want the job dress. And go to where they are. And work with them. When they close, when they are lunch, you go for lunch. When they close, you go home with them. Tomorrow morning, you come back again. Listen, the city center has, is, has about one mile. And in the one mile, there are about five, six thousand different companies. Just that one mile. So it's not something that you can finish doing it in just one hour. Knock every door. Go to every office. Have your CV with you. Oh, we are not looking for uh, employment right now. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I'm just uh, in case you have changed your mind, this is my CV. Then you go to the next door, knock. Ah, I'm looking for a job. Oh, we don't have that type of employment. Yeah, I know, but I'm just in case you, you change your mind, here's my CV. You go to the next place. So you wake up in the morning, six or uh, seven, eight, eight a.m. when they are going to work, you go with them. And you keep knocking. Keep knocking on every door. I'm showing the secret to success. Hallelujah. Keep knocking. Keep knocking. Listen, nobody accidentally has a, 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 a success overnight. The church didn't come overnight. It may look to you that it came overnight because you never saw the beginnings because the beginnings was always in a hiding place. I want to make sense. But there's always tenacity behind it. So all of a sudden, McDonald's came from nowhere. Who told you McDonald's came from nowhere? Do you know how many years of research and fighting and that, that came through, through that? He says, I seek and you will find. Then he goes on. Knock. Somebody said knock. Then word knock there too is not a one-off thing. It's like the man who wanted the loaves. Consistently and persistently. Open the door. Open the door. Keep opening the door. There, there was, um, I don't know whether it's politically correct to give this joke. 
but they, they had some, a group of uh, guys who used to sell Bibles. And anytime they go to sell Bible, there was one guy, about five of them, the fifth guy who was a stammerer, was the one who sold most of the Bibles every time. And they, they were wondering why he was the only one that was selling all the Bibles. Everyone would go and knock on doors, and you know, like they go, like Jehovah's Witness, they knock on them, then they sell the, the Bibles. This guy will sell all the Bibles and come for, come for the group's Bible and sell it. So at the point, the four guys decided that they will ask their friend, teach us your strategy, how you sell your Bibles. He says that, I go to the door, 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 and I knock, knock, I keep knocking, as I, 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 I knocking. You see, as I'm knocking. Meanwhile, the, the owner had opened the door, and he was still knocking. As I knock, 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 knock. And then I say, I, 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 I have a, a, a Bible. Do, do, do you want to buy one, or do, 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 do you want me to re, 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 read my own to you? I said, no, you give me the Bible. <laughs> Let me buy it. <laughs> Let me buy it. I'll read it myself. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, because you use what you have. Pers- tenacity, persistence. As a, ah, 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 want to buy one or you want me to read my own for you? I'm not laughing at people's stammer. I'm just telling you what it means to be tenacious. By all means, you buy the Bible. Either you buy it or I read mine to you. Because you don't have it. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm definitely stop it. Hallelujah. All right, let me give you one, just one. Today we can only talk, give me one. One lesson on how to become persistent. One, I'll show you one. Number one, quickly. Understand the value of persistence. How many understand the value of persistence? You want to start a business, you start from where you are. But understand that this business is not going to come, become successful overnight. I will have to blow some hole through the rock to make a road in order to be successful. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. How many are understanding what I'm saying? I have to blow a hole to make it work. It will not come overnight. It will not, I will not be successful just because I want to be successful. I will not succeed. I will not be able to do what I want to do just because I want to do it. No. Listen, successful people are people who never accept no for an answer. Thomas Edison who created the light bulb. One day, he kept trying and trying and trying. One day, he was trying to put everything together. And as he put the thing together, it blew up. And when it blew up, his son came and said that, ah, does, is it, does it mean that the, 
the experiment is destroyed? And he said, no, it is not uh, destroyed. It has just blown the unwanted particles away. That's what he said to his son, that what has been blown away is the unwanted particles. Now we have the right particles to begin with. How do you take rejection? How do you take defeat? How do you take failure? When the experiment blows up, do you say that, oh, my head, hard and uh, work of six months is blown away, so you say, poor me, poor me, and sit in one corner? No. No. Hallelujah. Understand that all you need is all that God has given to you. How many know that all we need is 24 hours? All we need is what? And all of us have what? We all have 24 hours. That's all we need. All we need is 24 hours. And God has given you and I 24 hours. The next thing I want you to understand is that you have God on your side. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, it says that you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the ability to create wealth. Hallelujah. It is he that gives you the ability to create wealth that he may establish you. So you know that establishment in that business, establishment in that marriage, establishment in that endeavor comes from God and you have him on your side. Hallelujah. And if you have him on your side, then it's like you are on the winning side. But the fact that you have 24 hours and the fact that you have God on your side doesn't mean that success will come on a silver platter. It's all there to encourage you to persevere. It's there to encourage you to persist. It's there to encourage you to know that I am in for a fight. Hallelujah. I'm in for a fight. Who is in for a fight? Oh, I, I can't see. Who is in for a fight? You want to be successful, be in for a fight. The other day I was teaching about the, the people that conquered, uh, um, was it Mexico? This barbarian, they used to be man-eating tribes. And every time anybody tried to uh, go there, the, the Spanish armada was trying to send the, the boats to this barbarian man-eating tribe. Anytime they go there, they are, they, are, they are killed. When their ship lands and the soldiers get down to try and go and conquer, they don't get up to the, any further than the, the shore, the hill, and then they are all eaten, caught and eaten. Then one captain, I forget the name, somebody remind me of the name. One captain says he was commissioned to go with his crew. When they went, as soon as he got to the shore, he took the ship. He told his, his crew, bend the ship. The ship that brought them to, to that place, he said that, bend the ship. And the people said, if we bend the ship, how are we going to get back? How are we going to go? Said, no, we are not going back. We have come here to conquer this place. I know they are man-eating tribe. I know these people here, they want to eat men. But we are not going back. There is no reverse in success. I said there is no reverse in success. 
There is no retreat, nor surrender. Hernan Cortez, and what was the name of the place he went? Hernan Cortez was the captain. Aztec. Aztec Empire. And what is the modern Aztec Empire? No, it's in there. Aztec Empire. Hernan Cortez says that burn the ship. We are not going back. We are not going back. Let me tell you, the people who succeed in this part of the world who are uh, foreigners are the people who, as soon as they get here, they burn the ship. The people who are here, but they are looking, they are here, but they are looking at the news at, over there. They are here, but they are looking at the, They never succeed in this town. How many know what I'm talking about? You are here, but you are not of here. You are here. You are in a foreign land, but your, all the news you listen to is back home. You are not ready to succeed. The ones who succeed in this part of the world are the people who, as soon as they get here, they burn the ship. I've come here to succeed. I've come here to make it. No retreat, no surrender. Hernan Cortez burned the ship. As soon as he burned the ship, all the crew knew that now there's no turning back. We cannot go back into the sea. We have to win this fight. Whatever it takes for us to succeed, we don't have any, any, any other option. We are going for it. Yeah. And they come. And those are the ones who succeed. Hallelujah. I say they are the ones who succeed. The ones who uh, look for excuses. That's why me, in particular, I don't like excuses. I don't like it when people like to give me excuses. When I give you an assignment, don't come back and tell me the problems. Come and celebrate with me how you won the battle. Because I know that you are going to meet some man-eating people. I know you are going to meet some challenges that may want to eat your flesh. But I want you to be like Hernan Cortez. Burn the ship and make sure that you are succeeding. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have that attitude, you will never make it in this life. Hallelujah. You will never make it. I was sent by my pastor to be a missionary in France. I don't speak French. How do I go and start a church in France? One, I don't know anybody. Two, I don't look like the people. Three, I don't speak the language they speak. Four, I don't read what they read. Five, I don't have anyone who, you know like when Pastor Isaac was, was speaking, the daughter was interpreting. I don't have that. How do I do it? I told my wife, wife, my wife said, mm. I said, we are going to the school again. Went into the classroom. Adult education, Dagbani. Sat down. The teacher said, je m'appelle. Then my wife will look at me. I said, je, je m'appelle, then she will write it. 
And sometimes when she finishes her work, then she'll give it to me. Go and give it to the teacher. I said, ah, I haven't finished my work. Go, you, no, he said, go and give it to the teacher. Then he said, I, I didn't send you here. You sent me here. So if you are, you are lucky that I'm in the school, so go and give it to the teacher. No, before something bad happens to you. Persistence. I say persistence. That is how you succeed. You don't succeed by being a soft-bellied person. Hallelujah. You don't, you don't I, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Then you go, you take, you go to the gym one day, you take the thing, oh, this is too difficult, then you put it down. Uh, I'm tired. Ha! Huh? Do you really want to do this? Oh, sometimes there'll be tears in your eyes. Sometimes you will cry. But understand the value of persistence. Stand to your feet.